Welcome to Leaders Lift, a podcast for existing and inspiring leaders. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham, and I look forward to being a part of your leadership journey. In this bonus episode, I wanted to follow up on the assessment technique episode where I talked about how to go deep in a self-assessment or when helping someone else do an assessment. What I want to walk through here is an evaluation of my own motives around leadership and then also some personal assessments that tie in. Now, the reason I want to cover this is not to try and get you to understand me more than you already do, but so that you can see how I use the techniques I talk about. And then hopefully that helps you understand how you can do the same. So at the end of this episode, don't worry so much about my answers, but more about how I got those answers and then how those answers help me be more deliberate in leadership and in life. Now that we're a few episodes into the podcast, I would love to get your feedback. What do you like? What would you like more of? What do you not like? What would you like less of? What's your favorite episode? Or really just any feedback that you have. I did get one suggestion via Patreon to share more books. So I'll incorporate more of that going forward. And if you have any suggestions or a question you'd like to hear me answer in an episode or really any feedback at all, you can either send it through Patreon if you're a member there or go to my website and use the contact us form. Enough with the intro. Let's get started. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play both sides of a leadership and life conversation that I have with myself. Okay, Greg, so tell me, what do you like about leading? Well, I like leading teams, not projects. Well, why do you say that? Well, when I lead teams, I can work at more of a theory, strategic, or support level. When I lead projects, I tend to get lost in the thinking aspects, and then I struggle to do things like take notes, manage project lists, follow up, those kind of nitty-gritty executional types of things. Okay, so what part of leading teams do you like the most? I like building team and individual development plans and then providing support as they're executed on. I also like taking existing ideas and theories, combining them with experiences, and creating a new solution. So you take part of solution A, combine that with part of solution B, and you create new solution C. Sounds good. So what gets you the most excited about leading a team? Well, when an individual or team does something truly extraordinary or makes a huge turnaround, those are the most exciting things. Could be something like working together to solve a major problem, or if the team takes an idea or a goal and runs with it with very little guidance from me. That's always very rewarding. So what parts of leading a team don't you like? Well, starting with the blank page, that's not really my favorite thing to do. Now, I say that, but if it's an early stage professional just wanting to get started on their leadership journey, I'm all in on that. I also don't like dealing with politics. And then one of my pet peeves in life, so that follows into the workplace, is working with individuals that don't care if they meet their potential or not. I also don't really like to just go into maintenance mode or keep the lights on. So why don't you like to keep the lights on? Well, if you're just in maintenance mode, then the number of significant or meaningful meaningful problems to solve are usually pretty low. And then also in a situation like that, there may not be as much room for growth for those that I'm working this. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to help develop others. Okay, so it seems like a lot of what you're talking about resolves around problem solving. What do you like about problem solving? 
So I like coming up with solutions and then I like helping others execute on those solutions. Why don't you like to do the execution yourself? I can do it, but I prefer to work with a team to develop the plan and then allow the team to do the majority of the execution while I provide support and guidance. Again, this goes back to wanting to be at that more theoretical, strategic, or thinking level and then provide support versus actually do all of the tasks myself. Okay, so that might have been a little bit weird with me playing both roles there, but I think you can see how you ask yourself these questions and then be honest in your answers and then you can keep diving deep. Now, out of this, from a professional standpoint, I know that for myself, I'm going to be most engaged and motivated when I have a meaningful problem to solve, a team to work with to solve it, and I have an opportunity to help the team grow and do something extraordinary. I also know that if I'm put in a situation where the team is already where they need to be, the maintenance mode mentioned above, I'm going to struggle. And finally, I know that if I have to build something from a completely blank page, it's going to be more of a struggle. I can do it, but I'd much rather start with something, even if that something is an absolute mess. So that's a professional example. And now I'd like to talk about how some things outside of work blend in with the work stuff I've just talked about. All right, again, I'm gonna play both sides of this conversation. So what do you love doing outside of work? Mountain biking, camping, entertainment, and going out to eat, besides the focus on my family. So why do you like those things? Mountain biking is my preferred form of exercise, gets me out in nature, and I get some time away from other people. Now camping I really enjoy because things seem to slow down, it's a lot simpler, and I have less distractions. From an entertainment standpoint, I like music, reading, and casual gaming, nothing intense from a gaming standpoint. And I enjoy it because it allows me to get away from other things. And then going out to eat, that's about convenience, but also going out. All of these things let me get out of the house, and that change of scenery is important to me. It doesn't seem like those things relate to being part of a team or problem solving, which were major themes in your professional motivations. What are your thoughts about that? Well, for the most part, the activities above are things I do without a lot of interaction with others. Mountain biking, I'm almost always on a trail on my own. Camping is usually just the family, and then the entertainment options are just me. Okay, so that means I need to ask the question, do you like being around people or being by yourself? Well, I like working with others as that generally produces a better outcome. That and many problems just can't be solved solo. But I do find being around people constantly more draining. And what I mean by that is I'm way more mentally tired when I get done with a bunch of meetings or attend a conference, when I've been around a large group of people for a long period of time, I'm more mentally exhausted than doing some of these other solo activities. So when I want to recharge my batteries, I prefer to do the things that don't involve a lot of people. It's also why I rarely attend big events, sporting events, anything like that. It's just no longer a big part of my life. Well, how about the problem-solving aspect of this? Well, I love to solve problems in most contexts, but I think that I focus on it so much that I need things that don't have a real problem to solve. That might be why I like casual gaming 
versus intense gaming because I can just go play a game of soccer or baseball or basketball and I'm not trying to solve some level or you know do some of the intense gaming that seems to be so popular. So I don't really want big problems to solve when I'm doing the entertainment stuff. And that's also why I like to go out to eat. Not only is it convenient, but it takes less brain power to do that versus plan, cook, clean up. And again, it's the change of scenery. So now that you've heard both sides of kind of an interesting conversation, or at least interesting in my own brain, what does this tell me? And what could these kinds of an exercise tell you? So first of all, my themes are, I need to be part of a team, but also have solo time. Outdoors, change of scenery, they're extremely important and is a way for me to escape. From the third one, which is I need meaningful problems to solve. But again, I also need opportunities to just do something that doesn't require as much mental focus. Now, how do I apply that both from a professional standpoint and in my life? When I look for professional opportunities, I know that I need to be more involved in something where I can lead a team and have meaningful problems to solve. I make sure that I'm not starting with a blank page. I also wanna make sure I'm not taking over a team that doesn't need to evolve or improve. They're just in maintenance mode or already world-class and they're just bringing somebody in to keep the lights on. That's definitely not gonna be for me. Now, the other thing I've learned, this is where the needing to be solo and have downtime comes into the professional side, is that I know I should not take on a position that is all-consuming. That's just not me anymore. I used to think that I wanted to have a job in the C-suite. I've even thought that maybe being a founder of a startup would be great. But the more I have learned about myself, the more I've realized that those things are just not, just not what I want for my life. I want to lead, but I need regular breaks from the team and the major problems that come along with leadership. And I'm fairly confident that I wouldn't get that kind of a break in either the C-suite or the startup leadership position. In my personal life, I also know that when I have commitments, like family get-togethers during the holidays, just went through this, that I need to be prepared for them and plan in some downtime with the other activities that help me recharge my batteries. I love going to visit family, but I prefer to take my house, meaning my camp trailer, with me versus stay in their homes. It gives me a chance to walk away when I need to so that I can recharge. It's actually better for me and for everyone else. Now, the other piece that spans both professional and personal sides is the need for a change of scenery to complement kind of my inherent desire for structure and routine. And in a couple of my previous opportunities, I either worked away from the main office or I worked from home. In both of those circumstances, I had the opportunity to travel once every month or two. That was important for team building, but also for me to just get a change of scenery and do my job somewhere else. In my last opportunity, I worked from home and I only traveled once in two years. At one point, I realized that my truck hadn't left the garage in over a week. And the only times I had left the house were to get the mail or to go on a bike ride or walk. So maybe an hour or so a day. I think this is why I have gravitated to camping and biking so much. I can get out of the house. I get a change of scenery. And on my bike rides, I get some good solo time listening to podcasts or music. But at the same time, I can still get plenty of structure. Because when we travel with the trailer, I'm basically taking my simplified home with me. This might not make sense to everyone. So if you're interested in learning more about my camping and how 
this helps me deal with life and how I do it, let me know. And maybe I can tee it up for its own bonus episode. I think that's it for today's episode. I just want to reiterate the goals of the episode because I just spent however much time this episode ends up being talking about myself and it's a little weird. First, I want you to understand how and why you should go deep on your personal motives assessment or any assessment for that matter, or what you need to do when you're helping someone else with an assessment like this. I want you to understand how going deep helps you know how to mesh your core motivations with opportunities. Gave you a couple of professional examples of what I look for in an opportunity, but also how I apply this in my personal life. You should also be able to see how you can pull themes out of an assessment like this. What are the common things? Like for me, it's problem solving, change of scenery, be a part of a team. And then finally, know what you can or need to do to better manage some of these insights. Similar to me knowing I need downtime. So when I go into the holidays, I know that I'm going to have a lot of family time, so I've got to plan some time to get away. And that's a little difficult. I live where winter has a lot of snow, so getting out and riding my bike is not always the way I can escape. So I have to work at it and do other things to help me recharge my batteries. And that's a good example that you can't always avoid the things that drain you. So in professional life as a leader, conferences for me is one good example. Um, and that does make life a little more difficult. But if you know your triggers and you understand what's going on, then you can work on ways to mitigate them. I hope that this has piqued your curiosity for knowing more about yourself. In my next full episode, which will release on February 6th, I'll be talking about personality styles. Personality styles are really a deeper dive into your motives and much, much more about yourself. I've found that when you combine these two, you can be much more deliberate in your career and life, and it just makes things so much better. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in supporting the show, check out the options on my Patreon page. Right now, I have a limited time special where you can become a premium subscriber for half price. That's $5 a month. You can see all of the details of what is included in each of my membership tiers at patreon.com leaderslift. There's also a link in the show notes. By becoming a member, you're helping me to continue to provide great content and evolve the podcast. There are other options for supporting the show, and you can find those in the show notes. If you want to be notified of future episodes, hit the subscribe or follow button. You can also visit our website for more great content and resources to help you on your leadership journey, or find us on LinkedIn and Instagram. And please, share the show out to any in your circle that could benefit from it. Ratings and reviews in your podcast app are also a great way to spread the word. Thanks again for tuning in. Now go out there and keep lifting. Thank you.